Hey guys, former WWE superstar Hardstyle here. Make sure you're tuning in to Aaron and Tom and the incredible Hot Tag Hooligans podcast. I know I will be. Take care. Welcome everybody to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. My name is Aaron. Joining with me as always is Tom. Today we have a very, very, very special guest. I can't say that enough. She's a legend in the world of professional wrestling. It's the one and only Miss Lufisto. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing pretty good. How is life in Canada right now? It sucks. <laughs> no, I mean, it's good. Like, when when we talk about the COVID and everything, you're you know, our government is pretty, it's doing pretty good. It is what it is. We're hitting the second wave right now. And it's just that I haven't wrestled for eight months. And this, this weekend I was watching the collective and I was like, oh man, I want to be there. And I really got depressed. <laughs> it's like, it's getting like, at first I was okay with that. It's like, oh, I'm going to heal my body and everything's going to be fine. But now it's just now I'm looking and it's like, now it's long. Now it's getting really long <laughs> before I step in the ring again. And I don't know when that's going to happen. So. so in Canada right now, are there a lot of restrictions on actually having events such as professional wrestling or small Bes or large gatherings? Besides uh, Alberta, and I think there was one show in Ontario, combat sports of any kind, including professional wrestling, is prohibited. Can't have it. Not even training. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, like, we could train. They call it, like, a bubble of four with four people together. We could train, but now some of the the, um, the bigger cities are, like, they call it code red. And so it's back to confinement because the second wave is hitting. So now <laughs> it's it, they closed everything already. So it's like, ah. Some of the some of the zones like the gyms are closed. I'm I'm like really lucky that my city is still orange, <laughs> so uh, gyms are still open, but it's very limited of people who can go to the restaurant, and uh, you can't have more than six people in your home, and you have to social distance and all that stuff. So, but if you're like red, like in the big city like Montreal, uh, everything is closed. Uh, so, yeah, really, and most of the wrestling schools are in Montreal and Quebec City, the bigger places. So everything is closed right now, and it really sucks. So so what do you do? I, uh, you're used to juggling all these things and, and now not being able to do them. What do you kind of occupy your time with? Well, um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of design. I design gear, and I've been hitting, you know, the gym harder <laughs> I, I i got myself a trainer so i'm i've been on a diet i've been on on a training and I, i've been working like i said on gear i've been watching a lot of wrestling too it's something with the years i kind of i was not watching wrestling much it's like i was too involved in it but now you know i don't miss an episode of dynamite i subscribe to the ring of honor channel i've been look like I love your pure, like the pure tournament is so good. Like I love that they're doing that, and that Ring of Honor is also very careful with the health of their wrestlers. And I've been looking at older stuff, and it's like I've been almost like falling in love with wrestling, like watching it again. So that's a good thing. I mean, that's something positive. 
So who are the some of the talents right now that you're watching that kind of light that that fire in you to give you that passion? Uh, Jonathan Gresham. He's amazing. Like, I, I think he can't do no wrong. Like, everything looks so easy. Uh, I've been, like, really happy to see somebody who I consider a friend, Chris Dickinson, doing so, like, so good right now. Like, he's, he's, he's having the best matches, and he's, he's getting a lot of exposure, and I think it's a long time coming. Chris has been working really hard, and I, I love to see him, like, succeed. And uh, also, I like I keep up with what Jordan is doing, and you know most of the girls in wrestling. And like I said, I, I do watch All Elite, and I do watch the ROH stuff. And I'm discovering people I, I didn't know much about, like uh, um, David Finley. I like I knew about him, but I I didn't. I was not, you know, really. Um, I didn't watch a lot of his matches, but now I discover his stuff. I think it's really good. I really love that Tony Deppen was also in the tournament. And uh, I, I love what uh, Dr. Black is doing in ROH too. So yeah, there's talent that I'm discovering. Then there's others that I'm like rediscovering. And I've been really enjoying like their, their work. You talked about the collective over the weekend, and that was basically the independent WrestleMania weekend for a lot of yeah. talent. Mm -hmm. So being in Canada, were you not able to, if you wanted to, not even be able to come to the United States to actually work? The, the border is closed, so unless you do have a work relationship, meaning a contract or anything else like that, you can't cross the border because of COVID. So uh, let's say I would have a contract with, all Elite or Ring of Honor, then I would go there. It's like, hi, I'm going to work and you have the paper, then you can go. Otherwise, you can go. I know there's people who can go if they have family, which I could probably do because half of my family lives in the United States. I have cousins in, in uh, the Dallas area and also Hudson's uncle in, in Florida. But I mean, if, if it, it needs to be like, if, if you try to the cross and they um, yeah, and it's not work related and you go to work and whatever, there can be all kinds of problems. And when you come back also, you need to confine yourself for 14 days. So yeah, unless you have like a, a, a legit work relationship with a contract, you can't get in. You've, you're going on to your 24th year as a professional mm -hmm. wrestler, which is amazing. And the biggest thing with professional wrestling that I've noticed throughout the last four or five years is that if you would have looked 10, 15 years ago, at the age of 40 years old, you would have been considered too old. Uh, your career would have basically been over. But now yeah. some of these wrestlers are in their 40s, pushing almost 50, and they're doing mm -hmm. some of the best actual work that they're actually doing. Uh, someone like Randy Orton comes to mind. He's finally right now doing some of the best work PCL. of his life. Uh, PCO is another one whose career was basically left for dead years ago, has mm -hmm. reinvented himself to yep. become a household name for anyone uh, who's a professional wrestling fan. Chris Jericho is another one right now mm -hmm. who's on top of his game. So when you see people like that, does that rejuvenate you mentally and physically to know that, yes, I got 24 years, but I may have another 10 years left in me? Oh, yeah, and I feel I do, too. Like, it, it's not – I mean, with all these people, like, showing the world that age is just a number when it comes to wrestling, 
because you can modify your style. You can, you can work differently. There's so many things you can do. Uh, if you have bad knees, there's a way to work around it. That's the, one of the beautiful thing about wrestling. Uh, you can change your style, change your gimmick, modify so many things that you can still be in the business or, or even in the ring. And these people are showing the world that you should never say to a wrestler, oh, you're too old. How do you know? You don't know how I feel. You don't know what I'm capable of. You don't know the things I could tweak and change to make it different. And like, I honestly feel that at 40, I'm, I'm a lot smarter than I was. I can go in, out there and actually uh, be a good ring general for the new generation. I love working with people who are just starting in. Um, I've always felt that was something that was missing when I started, that I didn't have that, that person who could like come with me and you're gonna learn on the spot. Like back then it was more like, oh, I'll see if you're tough, if you really want this and you know, hard shot and stuff. Now I feel like um, the new generation have this beautiful opportunity to learn from people who've been in the business for so long and veterans are willing to share uh, their knowledge like in the ring and it's the best way to learn and I think that's the beautiful uh, thing that's happening these days and that's so different from my generation and yeah it just proves that age shouldn't be a factor for a promoter to hire someone can this person go is this person over can this person make my talent look good yes then don't look at age because you're you're limiting yourself for something absolutely stupid for someone who may not know a lot about your career, uh, a lot of the times in your earlier days, you did have to wrestle nothing but men because there wasn't a lot of female talent mm -hmm. uh, for you to wrestle. Nowadays, it is a complete opposite. Women's mm -hmm. professional wrestling is at its all-time high. There mm -hmm. are 15-year-old talents such as Billy Starks and talent like that that are coming up who are starting at a super young age. Mm -hmm. What kind of advice would you give the younger talent now that are female, would you tell them to continuously work the female talent to prolong their career or get more intergender and physical with the men more? I would say work both. Work people who are more experienced and you're going to learn at every match. Like every time you have a match, you should learn something from it. You can make mistake. It's going to happen. Uh, there's, I don't think there's such a thing as a, a perfect match like every time I watch one of my matches I always see that one thing I could have done better or two or three things or even more sometimes like I've never like stay hungry never be satisfied like learn from every match record you know bring I remember back then I had to bring my little camera <laughs> to film my match but now everything's online watch it learn from your match sit down with someone who has more experience um Tell them what you did wrong, what you did good, what you need to work on. Try to hide your weaknesses and work with your strength. And uh, also one thing that I always say, to know where you're going, you have to know where you came from. So learn about the people who were there before. What did they do for you? How, what's the evolution of women's wrestling? No, it's not from WWE. It started in the Indies. Learn from that. And know, know who was there before, know what they did. So today it is so easy for you. Because compared to when I started, today for women's wrestling, it is absolutely easy to go out there and have a match with anybody. Like I have to fight the governments in Canada so I could wrestle the guys. You, you know, guy, girls don't have to do that today. 
and there's like awesome matches happening like this weekend Layla Hirsch was was wrestling Josh Alexander and he also wrestled uh, Kylie Ray and there's a ton of other matches where girls are fighting guys and they're providing like great matches for the fans in attendance and the one watching at home it doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl it was a good match so I mean that's what matters do you see yourself in the next 10, 15 years um, having the passion to do more of the teaching and training for the up-and-coming professional wrestlers? Um, I don't know if I would teach, like, classes. I didn't, and I, I still give seminars. Uh, like, right now I can't, but I, I was giving seminars. I really like to teach um, – uh, I like to teach in the ring, but I like teaching even more – in a classroom setting where you explain stuff because I feel that's something that's missing like a lot of people are doing the rolls and the whips and the bumps but how about uh, the etiquette where you're supposed to say how you set up a match uh, how you should plan a match so uh, you know what's what's the basic of planning a match so wherever you go you're going to tell a story throughout this match working on your character, working on your gear, working like you are your own product. So these are more things that I love to talk about and work on with the new generation. That's a great, that's a great point. Cause uh, I was uh, just at a, at a show on Saturday, uh, the flawless event in Tennessee, <laughs> the all women's. And that's one thing that I kind of noticed is that there's such young talent there and they know how to work. It's that, that storytelling that mm -hmm. once they get that down, there's going to be half of that card, if not more, are going to be big time stars. And of course, I got to see Jordan for the first time ever, which was pretty cool. Yeah, moves are cool. But if they don't mean anything, I mean, you might be able to do a 450, but if it's just a 450 between all kinds of moves that don't mean anything, when you hit it, it's just going to be another yay, and that's it. But if you build it towards it, and you try it, and you miss it, and then when you finally hit it, then people are happy. You created that story, that roller coaster of emotions, and that's that's really like the most important thing. Like if you you can do a match if you have three moves. It's how you set them up, how you sell, how you tell a story, what's your character, what do you want people to feel when you get out? Like, are you, are you a baby face? Are you a heel? Like, it's all about emotions. And that's definitely something that people need to work on. Uh, even veterans, it's always something that you need to work and perfect. And to go back to your first question, which I did not answer, yeah, I would love to do that. I actually really love to be an agent. Uh, I love setting up other people's matches and what's your moves? What's yours? Okay, this, I feel this is a good cutoff. This is a good false and then put things in places so they mean something. And like I said, create that roller coaster of emotions and you create that match and you have that story and people go back, you know, they go back home. It's like, wow, they had me on the edge of my seat when this match. So I love being an agent. It's definitely something I would love to do. In your career, did you find that being a baby face or a heel was more beneficial for your character? I've been a baby face most of my career because that's how I was booked, people. <laughs> I was, but I love being a heel. Oh, I feel, I feel I'm so much better as a heel because I can control the match. 
uh, I know how to slow down the match and I feel like so much better as a heel when even for promos my I feel my promos are so much stronger as a heel um babyface like I when I was like the super hardcore anime like I didn't really have a choice it was such a bubbly character violent in the ring but everything else was like kind of funny and bubbly and stuff and it was fun, but I didn't feel as fulfilled as when I I went to Shine Wrestling and they turned me heel and they gave me the microphone. Now, now you talk. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, heel definitely heel. I I wish if I would um, if I would have the opportunity to go on a bigger stage. I really feel that as a heel, I could. Uh, be a better ring general like don't get me wrong i'm i feel i'm i'm really good at getting the people on my side when i'm a baby face but for some reason i feel like i'm more uh efficient being a, a heel you're from canada very rich in professional wrestling uh tradition in mm -hmm. your opinion who is the mount rushmore of canadian wrestling Oh, that's you yourself on that if you want. No, <laughs> I would maybe women's wrestling, but um, my God, like you say, there's such a big, like in just the, in the province of Quebec alone, there was two things back in the fifties up to the seventies. There was hockey with Maurice Richard and the, the Canadians and there was wrestling. Yvon Robert with such a big name, Andre the Giant with Sigrir, Edouard Carpentier, you got the Hart Brothers in in Alberta. Um, my God, you, you can if you want to go like um, not not as far, uh, you know, you got the Landstorm, the Chris Jericho, the uh, Edge. Uh, there's my God, there's so many people when it comes you know to Canada. So Mount Rushmore. That's that's really tough. Like the Vachon, I would think Matt Dog Vachon is definitely on the Mount Rushmore of the greatest heels that was. But here's the thing with him. He, he was such a good heel that at the end of his life, like the last few years, he was on TV doing children's shows because they like the people loved them so much. He was so good at being bad that they fell in love with him. So yeah, the Vachon, the Ladukes, my God. Yeah, it's really tough. <laughs> I don't have an answer. Uh, I've always been, yeah, I've always just been a bigger fan of Can, uh, a lot of the Canadian wrestlers. It, it is probably just because of the technical prowess yeah. that he brought during the mm -hmm. Attitude Era, the entertainment part of professional wrestling. Uh, I fell in love with watching wrestling for wrestling. Uh, yeah, I like I, I as much so. as much as I love the hardcore when when I did it and everything. I've always been like I was telling you what I really love right now is the pure tournament. Like what I really love about wrestling is that technical style. So one of my favorite when I started was Owen Art. Like I was looking at him because when I started I was a heel, so I was looking at his mannerism and how he would look at people and everything. And when when I turned heel for the Shine Wrestling uh, Championship and everything, I I looked at a lot of Chris Jericho because as a heel with his feud with Shawn Michael, I I I thought he always went like a little bit over the edge. 
and he brought so much more and you really hated him. Like he was that good. So yeah, I feel like when I need inspiration, I go back to my Canadians. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Tom down no. there is a big Bret Hart hater. Do not let him <laughs> lie. He's a big, he's a big Shawn Michaels guy, and I'm a huge Brett guy. So hey, just I'm just glad she hasn't mentioned him solely by himself. She mentioned Owen, who is the best heart there she is. Said, she said that, the heart. Here, here's the thing: when people were fighting Brett Ho or Owen, I was a Owen fan. So, <laughs> but I met Brett Hart, really nice man. He was really, really kind. And I mean, when you watch his matches, like technically sound, like everything is. He can't do no wrong. And if you put him against anybody, that's one of his strengths with Bret Hart. He's going to get that good match with anybody. Right. And But for me, Owen had that little something more that was, like, so appealing. And um, he was more of a – I love, like, he was such a – I don't know the word, but as a hero, like, oh, my God, I just want to punch him. But he's so good. <laughs> like, he was like, woo, and, like, all – everything like his facial expressions were so great yeah he had that just little bit of extra yeah. that made him special <laughs> i'm not taking anything away from owen i love some owen hart too <laughs> but brett's the man that's, that's that's just i'll stick with that brett's the man for me i, I can't argue though because i would understand why someone would love brett hart because I, I love him too it's just like when I, as i said when people were fighting brett or owen i was on owen's side i've always been i actually I don't know if you can see it this one here this is actual like a picture of a sign by owen when i met him so yeah he's like framed right in the middle <laughs> now i'm jealous <laughs> Actually, that wall is pretty good. I can see Vader on that wall. I mean, you got a lot of real legends there. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of my stuff and my boyfriends. Like for me, like I have Luna Vachon, I have Sherry Martel, I have Minami Toyota, I have The Undertaker, Owen Hart, uh, and yeah, like the you the know, Vader you know. is my boyfriend's. Like, and he also wrestled. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, so he has one of those too. So yeah, we, we mentioned have Luna <laughs> and Sherry Martell, and those are two ladies in professional wrestling that don't get enough credit at all. Everyone always I starts off agree. with Trish, Trish or Lita, and and this generation right here. But talk to it, us a little well, bit, who, bit about it, Sherry like, and mm -hmm. Luna. Yeah, I, I I totally agree, and I feel like especially when it comes like to. Uh, Luna Vachon, like a lot of, I was talking to Dan Murphy from uh, PWI and he was like, who are the wrestlers you think don't get enough credit for making people look good? I'm like, well, without Luna Vachon, there's no Sable. She made Sable look like a million bucks and so did Jazz. And uh, I mean, Jazz, Jazz with Trish. That's one thing I always thought like Jazz was so she made everybody look good. She was strong. She was a legit badass. And Sherry Martel, as a manager or as a wrestler, she was so good. Like, again, with the facial, the expressions, the, the way she would look at people. And she was, like, all, like so vicious. And definitely, uh, yeah, I, I, I think they don't get enough credit for, you know, being so good. And I would have loved to see those two, like, wrestle today. They like we, we, with so many women wrestlers out there. I would have loved to wrestle Sherry Martell or, or team with Luna or 
it would have been like awesome to see them in in a setting where women wrestling is important like because back then was more of an attraction so they had like short matches and uh a lot of their opponents were not like properly trained or barely or um so yeah i man i wish i could see them today sherry was always one of the most underrated bumpers uh, oh my god in professional yeah. wrestling history i mean she would just take the bumps from the guys like she was one of the guys <laughs> and she would at every match like you would see the when she was managing um macho man she would fly for like remove her heels and fly from the top rope wearing a dress <laughs> she was awesome <laughs> go ahead tom so if you were to fantasy book at wrestlemania in this current environment with Luna main eventing the show, who would you want her to wrestle? Akira Okudo. It would just be violent. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> They're like definitely one of my favorites. I would have loved to have seen that happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we let you go, uh, first and foremost, again, thank you so much for joining us. I, I greatly appreciate it and all your contributions to the world of professional wrestling. I don't think you give yourself enough credit. I, I think you're on that uh, Mount Rushmore of Canadian wrestlers for sure. And there's a lot of other people who really believe that for everything that you've brought to professional wrestling uh, throughout your years, uh, you need to humble yourself a little bit and take a little bit of that credit even if you don't want to. <laughs> um, tell, tell us real quick before we let you go, though, where can people find you? And tell us a little bit about your upcoming book that you've got coming up. Uh, easiest way to find me is lufisto.com. From there, you'll get access to my Twitter, my Patreon, my YouTube channel where I post matches. Um, also, Wounded Al Lufisto on Instagram. But as I said, if you can't remember all that, lufisto.com, you'll get all the links there. Um, the actual, you know, real story, all the championships I won throughout the year. And as for my book, I was actually working on it this morning. I'm compiling all kinds of stories. I don't know how long this book will be. I have a limit and I have too much stuff, I think. Um, it's supposed to come out in 2022, hopefully sooner. Um, but there's, like I said, there's so much stuff to go through that that's why it's taking so long. Uh, so, yeah. So hopefully soon enough. So, but working on it. <laughs> yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, Lufisto will have a chapter in my book coming up, but she's right. You feel like you're right there at the end <laughs> and then and something comes up and you're like, oh, I need to add that or something, yeah. you know, clicks in your mind a little bit. Uh, I've had some people just finally email me back after like three months of me asking them a question. I'm like, oh, now, now you <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I'm going through like, because I, I kept everything throughout the years, like newspaper cuts and stuff from internet. So I read over it's like, oh my God, I forgot about that story and it's so important. So you write down more stuff and then you flip pages like, oh my God, I forgot about that. It's like, it's been like over 25 years, you forget things and then like, you go into a process where you're like um, going over your life and I feel there's so many things you just like, you know, put behind and like, don't think about it anymore. But like they're key elements to what made you what who you are today. And you just forget about it. But then when you write a book, you go through that process of 
going over stuff and you're like, wow, I forgot about this. This is so important. And it's like, and there's like stories that are really hard and I'm like, oh my God, I, I, this happened and I, I kind of didn't want to think about it anymore. And it's now it, it did happen. And it's, yeah, it, it's, it's a tough process also. Like you look deep down into whatever happened and yeah, I, I feel there's a lot of stuff in our lives that you just put behind and you don't want to think about it, but it's, and you write a book and you have to. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to go over a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had the career that you've had. I mean, it's understandable for sure. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're a very busy woman and you've got a lot on your plate, but again, thank you from the bottom of my heart and Tom, this feels the same way. Definitely a legend in the sport and uh, we'll like to catch up with you again soon sometime. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Thank <laughs> you.